Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Is it just me or do you sometimes wish the news were more... Uh, fun? Yes, cathartic. Or just good. I'm Erin Ryan, political commentator, comedy writer, and host of Crooked Media's Hysteria. And I'm Alyssa Mastromonaco, former White House Deputy Chief of Staff for President Obama and Erin's co-host. We cover everything from reproductive rights to shit we feel petty about and break down the political news of the week plus the stories that affect women's lives. Listen to Hysteria wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. Welcome to the Career Contessa podcast the show that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice so that you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. My name is Aliyah Kamalova, and today we're bringing you another installation in our How to Become series. Today we are tackling the chief of staff role. I personally didn't know much about what a chief of staff does. In my head, it was a job at the White House, and even that frame of reference is just based on what I've seen on TV. Turns out a chief of staff role can be so many things and span across many different industries and companies. I interviewed two experts, Clara Ma and Elena Walker, about how to become a chief of staff. We talked about the necessary skills, the pros and cons of the job, salary, and so much more. So if you're interested in becoming a chief of staff or are just curious to figure out what exactly they do, continue listening. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. So what exactly is a chief of staff? Is there one definition? Meet Clara Ma, an expert on all things chief of staff. My name is Clara and I am a former chief of staff. I was a chief of staff at a Series A natural language processing startup. And that was in February of 2020. After about a year being in the chief of staff role, I moved to OnDeck where I built a community of over 400 chiefs of staff. And most recently I've started my own venture in a chief of staff matching and placement business. She defines a chief of staff role like this. A chief of staff's role can vary from company to company, but at the crux of it, it is truly a force multiplier for what we call a principal. Principal can be a CEO, it can be somebody else in the C-suite, and the chief of staff is really there to help see the agenda through, either tactically or strategically. And our second expert on today's episode is Elena Walker. My name is Elena Walker. 
and I am chief of staff here at Tailwind. I've been here at Tailwind for four years. Elena defines a chief of staff position this way. Honestly, I thought it was the White House and government until I applied for the role. I think that it depends on the needs of the company. So every chief of staff that I've known and that I've talked to has a little bit different role. But essentially, for me, the kind of common line and the through line is whatever's needed to help a company grow. And it depends on if you're at a larger company where maybe the role is more defined or you're more of a startup where things are kind of in flux all the time. But the through line is helping the company grow and unlock potential in the individuals that you serve. So a chief of staff does a lot of things. And a chief of staff role at one company may look quite different from a chief of staff role at another company. This means a typical day may not be so typical. It really depends on the needs of the company in any given moment. So a typical day in the life can vary as much as a CEO's day can vary. And the reason being because a chief of staff is often sitting at the leadership table or the decision-making room. So there's a lot that can happen day to day. There can be what a lot of chiefs of staff affectionately call fires that need to be put out, just depending on what's happening. I would say typically there might be a point with your principal just to make sure that all the priorities are aligned. And then I think one of the difficult parts, but also exciting parts of being a chief of staff is that it's really up to the individual to then prioritize based on those priorities to figure out how they best want to spend their time. So depending on what stage the company is at, this might look a little different. For me, because I was with a Series A startup and we did not have a chief operating officer, I filled in that role quite a bit. So I was looking at things like our parental leave policies. I was looking at our basic accounting and finance, dealing with our legal team that we worked with fully. And just any given day, it might be any of those things. Also worked on things like our hiring pipeline and setting up infrastructure there. So at an early stage company, it can almost feel like a COO light type role as the company continues to grow and expand and maybe find a product market fit. The chief of staff might stand in as the interim head of sales or business development or even taking on various different business units until it makes sense to hire somebody full on. So the the role can very much vary from day to day, and it will really depend on the stage of the company and the principal that you're working with. I think it's a little bit different based on the type of chief of staff you are and what your kind of area of specialty is. For me, I lead our people operations, which essentially is everything from company culture to hiring and recruiting, to HR, to leadership and development. And then also right now I'm working on a few marketing projects because my background is in marketing. So I think that's another interesting thing about this role is that whatever skills you bring to the table, if there's a project open for you to kind of dive into, you can. For me, a typical day starts off with kind of a people ops sync where we all get together and talk about our week ahead and it's kind of a stand-up. And then typically I'll have a couple of one-on-ones with leaders throughout the company to talk about what's going on within their areas and ways that we can support them in people operations, whether it's training or conflict mediation or project management or whatever that may look like. And then I'll have some time in the afternoon for my own kind of individual contributor projects. So for me, what that looks like right now is I'm working on a few marketing projects. So I'll get some kind of work product out of that. And then typically I check in with my CEO a couple of times throughout the day because I'm chief of staff to the CEO. So it really just depends. Today I have a board meeting. Yesterday I had a lead team meeting. 
And I had a conversation about lease renewals. So it really just depends on kind of the state of the company and the projects that we have going on at the time. What education or training is required to get into a role that covers so much? I asked our experts what kind of background is required for the position. The great thing about the chief of staff role is that you don't need to have any one given background. I do get this question a lot and some people will ask, do I need to get an MBA or do I need to be a floor management consultant? And while those are both paths that may land you a chief of staff role, I've also seen people who are former lawyers, former teachers. I myself came from just a startup generalist operations background. So I was used to being very wide and at early stage places where you're wearing a lot of hats you have maybe a title, but it doesn't clearly, truly define everything that you do. And so because I had this kind of large breadth of skills, kind of, I would call like inch deep, but mile wide, I was able to land a chief staff role because I was able to hop in and kind of context switch quickly and understand what was happening in any given situation and then figure out a way to get it done. So over education or training, I would say really harbor a generalist mindset, have a strong sense of curiosity, and always be willing to jump in and do whatever it takes to get something done. My background is a little bit different. I actually came in through marketing. So I was chief marketing officer at a real estate tech company. And I think that most chiefs of staff typically have some sort of business acumen. So that's pretty important, whether it comes from learned experience or through programs at school. I've seen some some chiefs of staff with MBAs and things like that and kind of organizational development. But it kind of also depends on the needs of the company at the time and matching that with the specific skills that you have. But I would say bare minimum is really a business sense and really solid foundation in terms of how businesses operate. And if you're interested in finding a chief of staff role, here are some tips on how to look for a job. My current venture myself is in the chief of staff placement and recruitment business. But when I look back to becoming a series A chief of staff, what I really think helped was, again, working at early stage startups, seeing how startups are run at the kind of high growth and sort of messy structure that they're at. And I came from a couple of different size startups. One was super small, four people full time. Then the next startup I went to was about 60 people on the team and you know was much later on in funding. But the thing that I kept consistent throughout my entire career was, again, this kind of generalist attitude. So being able to hop from project to project, fill in the gaps wherever possible, and volunteering for things that seemed outside of my scope gave me a chance to work cross-functionally with a lot more departments. And so that all translated over really well into a chief of staff role. So I eventually found my chief of staff role on AngelList, which is a startup that helps startups. They have a job board that has quite a few different roles on it. Found my principal and the company that was hiring on that job board and applied for the role. I landed my current role through a combination of networking and applying. So it's kind of a story, but I was leading my marketing team at my old company. And I happened to meet the marketing director here at Tailwind through a conference. And at the time I was marketing my family's food truck through an app through Instagram and things like that. And it was really tedious and cumbersome. So the marketing director here at Tailwind was really, really kind of informative about Instagram and I was really engaged. So I got to know him through coffee meetings and things like that. And then I saw the chief of staff role on the website when I was looking for kind of help materials. 
And I applied and really got to know the team and kind of clicked with them. But I do think that a lot of chief of staff is through networking and just being persistent around really showcasing the well-roundedness that you have. So my role is a little bit untraditional. I didn't aim to be a chief of staff, but I found that it was a really good role for me because I like variety. And I thought that this was a good way to leverage the things I've learned over the years to helping a really great company grow. Speaking of finding jobs, I asked our experts what a common career trajectory is for a chief of staff role. What kind of entry-level positions should one look for? And what do people do after becoming chief of staff? For a typical before you become a chief of staff, I always tell people just get a couple of years of experience under your belt. And the main reason for that is so that you can start to really understand what your working style is, right? So do you like to be heavily managed or do you like to be a little bit more hands-off? Do you like having a very clear agenda of what your priorities are or do you like to kind of be given a problem then you figure out how to get it done? So having this self-awareness of how you actually like to work is going to give you a better sense of whether or not you want to be a chief of staff or not. And it'll also give you a sense of who do you work best with? Like what kinds of managers do you work best with? What kind of work environments do you work best with? And that will help you figure out who do you want your principal to be? I think the chief of staff and principal relationship is so important. It's a very high level of trust. You need to be able to basically kind of think like that person because you're often standing for them at various occasions or situations. And so I recommend, you know, if you can get kind of operational generalist work at a startup, always helpful, right? Again, get building that really wide skill set. But any sort of work experience is going to be helpful. And then you can kind of slowly build yourself up into the role. So a couple of different ways you can do that. Of course, you can just go the direct route like I did and apply for a role and, and go for it. The other way is that you can actually build yourself into a chief of staff at whatever current company you're at. So let's say you don't land a job at a startup and you're at something that's much bigger, like a Fortune 500 or a big corporation. There are still a lot of managers, VPs, execs that you can work closely with and sort of build yourself into that chief of staff role. So past the chief of staff role, I've seen most chiefs of staff kind of take on three main paths afterwards. The first is they build themselves into a specific business unit and start to head that off. So like I mentioned earlier, sometimes you're the interim head of sales or maybe you're the interim customer success person just by nature of the company growing and needing someone to step into that. And some chiefs of staff decide they really want to lean into that and then actually grow their trajectory that way. So for example, when I was a chief of staff at Series A, I was doing a lot of COO work and I was also doing a lot of recruiting and hiring and kind of building out the culture. We went through the pandemic in the first month that I was there. And so I was doing a lot of culture. How do we build culture remotely and things like that? And so there was always this possibility that I could potentially step into a head of people role in the future after my maybe year, year and a half or two years of being a chief of staff. So heading up a business unit, that's one pathway that a chief of staff can take. Another one is actually to go and start their own thing. So I actually see a lot of chiefs of staff then become founders and CEOs of their own companies. And that's because they've studied at the helm of somebody who's done it, regardless of whether or not that principal is a great CEO or a poor CEO, you're going to learn a lot, right? You're going to learn a lot about what to do and what not to do. And so they take those learnings and then they figure out some problem that they want to solve on their own and then go off to found their own company. The last path, which I'm seeing more and more common, although 
it isn't super common right now, but I'm seeing more people step into it is actually people who want to continue on being in a chief of staff role. So it can be senior, right? But the chief of staff role can vary depending again on the company from sort of a manager level all the way up until somebody who's basically sitting at the C-suite executive level. So there are levels in between that. And so sometimes people will say, okay, I was chief of staff at an early stage startup. I want to try being a chief of staff at somewhere larger or something in between. And, and you know, I'm seeing more people make a career out of being a chief of staff. I even know of one chief of staff who just loves being at Series A startups. So every time they are at a Series A startup, they kind of grow it to a certain level. And once the Series B comes along, then that's when they move on to go to the next thing. And, and that's because they just really love being in this position to support an executive or a principal. So admin is a great place to start. If you are key support throughout the organization and doing things like setting up meeting cadences and supporting executives, that's a great place to start for chief of staff roles. And then another place to, to really start for a chief of staff role is really around the needs of the business. So if you see a chief of staff role that is really catered towards serving a, a chief marketing officer, perhaps marketing is a good place to start there. In terms of the career trajectory, it really just depended upon where you want to be. So I've seen some chiefs of staff move on to chief operating officer type role if they're kind of in a people operations area like mine, or it could be a senior people operation executive. So moving more that direction. For some people, chief of staff is a lifelong career. So typically you move from kind of project to project in a chief of staff role. And every chief of staff role is a little bit different. So you could make a career out of it. Or if you really aspire to be something like a CEO, then serving a CEO through a chief of staff role is really, and, and helping to unlock their potential is really beneficial too. So it's really a good place to kind of learn all the aspects of a business and figure out where you want to go from there. When dealing with such a versatile role, there can be many different pros and cons. Here are experts' favorite and least favorite parts of the job. My favorite thing about the role is that it really is different every day. There's no one day that you're going to come in and say, okay, today I'm going to you know, do this. And kind of the best laid plans always go awry, right? And so this, this role is always very varied and it's always going to give you exposure to something that you probably have never done before. And I think that was the cool thing about the role is that I got so much exposure to so many different parts of the business, whether it's product market fit, learning how to work with the community of people, learning what the basics of like fundraising are, investor relations, everything and anything that the CEO touches, you could potentially be a part of as well, just by nature of the role. So that was my favorite thing about the job. On the flip side, there's also a lot of unglamorous stuff that comes with it. So I would say the chief of staff role, it sits kind of very squarely between tactical and strategic. So yes, you're going to have that like 10,000 foot view of the company and kind of see what's going on, but you're also going to have to very much get in the weeds and get a lot of this stuff over the finish line and do a lot of it yourself. So, you know, I was not a big fan of accounting, for example, but it was something that needed to be done. And so those were things that, you know, were not exactly my favorite things to do. But again, it just goes like back to the point where this is something that needs to get done, right? Your your job as a chief of staff is to empower your principal, therefore empower the company. And sometimes that's going to include doing some unglamorous work as well. My favorite part of this job is the variety. So one day I could be working on, you know, end of year holiday celebrations with the team and the next working on 2024 forecasting and where our teams need to be. So I think the variety in this role is really helpful. 
And with that, getting to know all the key players, and that's everybody from a customer support person who just started last week to our co-founders and getting to know them and helping to solve their problems and unblocking them is, is really valuable and beneficial for me and helping them kind of navigate gray areas. My least favorite part of this role is because you get so much exposure to all the areas of the business, sometimes you can't solve all the problems. So whenever there's issues that arise that you know are causing stress and tension or slowness or whatever that may be, there's only so much you can do. So working with those leaders to really try to affect change is important. But at the end of the day, sometimes, you know, we don't live in an ideal world. So I love to be able to solve everybody's problems right then and there, but sometimes that's just not possible. So that can be frustrating at times. And then also, there is a lot of incoming. So you're dealing with kind of things that that flare up or quick opportunities that the team needs to, to make the most of and things like that. But you also have your own work streams. So you have to kind of balance the two. As a chief of staff, you're going to be dealing with a lot of different kinds of people and fostering relationships across teams. Success could look like creating better systems for your teammates, or it could look like hitting certain numbers. Here are just a few ways that chiefs of staff can measure success in their role. In my current venture, because I'm matching chief of staff candidates to principals and executives, defining success is making the right match, right? So making sure that the relationship between these two people is going to be able to grow and blossom. And a lot of that is going to happen over time. It's not going to be something that you can figure out exactly day one. But the goal is to make sure that the competencies are there, you know, whether it's they, they want someone who would do data analytics or they want someone who can run it all hands, making sure those basic skill sets are there and then hoping to help foster that relationship between chief of staff and principal. So I think this goes to the point of what makes a successful chief of staff. A successful chief of staff is going to kind of magically create time back for their executive, right? And again, that's whether it's them doing the work themselves or being able to delegate or figure out some operational process to make their executive more efficient. And so that is going to define, you know, a really successful chief of staff tenure, whether or not the executives could have accomplished all this on their own, or they were able to accomplish, you know, 5x, 10x more because they have a chief of staff by their side. Measuring success is interesting because it kind of depends on the season. And, and when I mean season, like if a company is in growth mode or if they're product market fit and what the needs of the company are for your particular role at the time. I think for mine, with this people ops kind of angle, it's hiring a lot of times. So we have recruiting goals, time to hire, retention, employee NPS in terms of measuring team satisfaction and things like that. So it depends on kind of the niche that that person is in. And then oftentimes the chief of staff role is also kind of tied to things like hitting certain markers around company growth and trajectory, or it could be team size. So a lot of times chief of staffs come in to scale a team. So they're really looking at people that are in the roles and how long it takes to get them there, as well as project management. So that's a blurry answer because it's kind of a blurry role. It depends on what the needs of the company are at the time, at least in my experience. So right now I'm being measured on or I'm measuring myself on my marketing project that I've got going on, as well as team hiring retention. Because this role can vary across industries, the skills required to become a chief of staff can also vary. However, there are some key, primarily soft skills that are crucial for any chief of staff. 
And by the way, if you identify as a generalist, a chief of staff role may actually be really great for you. The hard or tech skills, it might vary from company to company. And again, it'll depend on the principle, right? So I've talked to CEOs who are highly technical, so they're very engineering heavy or they're very data science heavy. And so they want somebody who can complement the other kind of non-hard skills part, where it's going to be things like more of that culture or process or even like people parts of the business. So it'll depend, but I would say overall, in terms of soft skills, this role at its core is a people person role. It's so important to be able to, again, build trust with your principal, right? That's the number one relationship that you need to really look out for. And then on top of that, being able to build relationships and trust amongst other people within the company, whether that's other leaders at the company, even individual contributors, managers, because those people on the ground are going to be able to help you get whatever it is that you need to get done across the finish line. One example that I can give you is that when I was, again, at this startup and I was a chief of staff, I was tasked with coming out with a monthly newsletter for the company. And the space that we were in was in natural language processing, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. All things that I've never studied before. I'm not technical in any way, but I knew that I needed to get this newsletter out. And so what I was able to do was that early on, I had built a lot of relationships with our scientists, with our engineers on the team, and was able to reach out to them and say, hey, can you help me out with this newsletter? You know, this is a general format that I'm going for. I need some help kind of filling in the content because I'm not super technical and I don't want to, you know, misname something or, or go in the wrong direction. And so because I was able to build those relationships early on, building trust through helping them through whatever else they might need, HR benefits, anything that might be company kind of like logistics related, they were willing to step in to help me out with this big project. So being a people person is super, super important. Again, that wide skill set, like I mentioned, having a general sense of curiosity is going to be very important. And then also just as important all, all of those is being a super strong communicator. Oftentimes, you're the conduit between the principal and the rest of the company. You may be running things like all hands, weekly check-ins, OKR meetings, annual strategy planning, things like that. And so having a really, really great communication style and skills is going to benefit you a long way as well. For chief of staff, the, the skills that are needed are a really good business acumen. So understanding the drivers of particular business is pretty important. And then also if you are partnered with an executive, so in my case, I'm partnered with our CEO. So with that, understanding what his role is. So researching the role of CEO within a startup, watching videos about what that looks like, and really understanding their needs is pretty important and what their roles are, what their responsibilities are so that you can help free them up to do their best work. So understanding the needs of the role that you're partnered with is pretty important. Business acumen, understanding basic kind of finance needs in terms of what a PL looks like and how to really talk to specific people within the company. If you're within a software organization, I think that understanding how products are built is pretty important in terms of basics around scrum cadences and different roles within an organization. So within the software field, certainly various roles and how they kind of interplay. And if you're partnering with somebody like a CMO, CTO, whatever that means, really understanding their role is pretty key as well. You now know what education, training, and skills are needed to become a chief of staff. If you've never held a position but want to transition into one, there are actually a few ways that you can do it. 
the main advice I would say is really consider why you are looking to step into a chief staff role. Is it because you want to do any of those three things that we've mentioned before, you know, head of a business unit and grow with a company, start your own thing, or you just really want to be a generalist for the rest of your life. And, you know, this is going to be that career stepping stone for you. And for me, I, I just wanted to remain wise, right? I knew that maybe down the line, eventually I might start my own thing. It always sounded attractive to me, but the main thing that I wanted to accomplish by stepping to a chief staff role was to really see how a company is run and also continue to build out a wide general skill set. So one, really getting to the crux of why a chief staff role in this point in time in your career. Then the other thing is to really start to embody chief of staff skill sets in your current role. So I think something that many candidates I see do are, you know, they are in some sort of functional role, marketing, sales, whatever it might be. And then they wake up one day and, and they're like, I'm ready to be a chief of staff. And I think that is going to be a hard transition to make because you might not have anything on your resume that shows for it just quite yet. Or maybe you do have things that you have done that are chief of staff adjacent, but you haven't really been able to flex on those skills yet. So whatever your current role is, really look at how you might be able to start to work closer with a manager or somebody above you. Really start to think about, okay, how can I make you know somebody's life easier? And what are some projects that I can step in on to really start to build out these cross-communication skills, cross-functional skills, working across different departments, and then do that. So I would say like almost test drive the chief of staff role in your current role and see if it really is something that you want to step into, if those things that you're working on are interesting to you. And also it's a chance to even pitch yourself as a chief of staff within your current organization. The number one advice is figure out if you're looking to transition to a chief of staff role within tech or with a nonprofit or whatever kind of industry that you're you're really looking at and then drill on what makes a business in that environment work what are the mechanics of that business in terms of what are the big drivers for growth within software for my experience and then reading books about that so what drives growth within an organization and learning the roles and then I think my biggest piece of advice for anybody in in roles that are kind of fluid like this one is building a network. So I'm a really big phone a friend person. So I encounter things that I have never encountered before in this kind of a role. So I'm pretty intentional about going to networking events, joining peer groups and things like that so that I always have somebody I can text or call whenever I get stuck to help kind of accelerate my learning. So building a network is pretty, pretty key in this. Once you get a chief of staff position, you can get paid pretty well. According to Glassdoor, the average salary of a chief of staff in the United States can range from 140K to 200K a year. It's going to vary from company to company. A seed stage startup is going to be very different from like a LinkedIn or Google. That being said, there's also oftentimes an equity play or you know, stock options or RFUs included as well. So for me, at a Series A startup, I started at 120K base salary plus equity. Then when we did raise our Series B later on, I had got a raise to about 140K with a bit of top up on top of the stock options as well. Keep in mind, these figures range depending on where you live, your company, industry, and your experience level. All right. If the salary has convinced you to become a chief of staff, here are some ways to find a chief of staff job. Spoiler alert, you don't always have to just apply on a job posting. 
So I think you can, you have a lot of different options that you can look at. So things like AngelList or LinkedIn, of course, they're going to have chief of staff roles posted and you can always apply. I tend to say a couple of different ways that you can also find a chief of staff role. One, pitch itself internally at your company. So like I said, if you're working closely with a manager already, you're already working closely with a leader, there's a strong possibility that you might be able to put yourself up for the role. And I always suggest that because you already have contacts with the company, right? Or you know what the company does, you don't have to learn a new culture. And instead, it's just a kind of redefinition of what your current role is stepping into a chief of staff role. So that's always one avenue. The other avenue is to go about that externally. And what I mean by that is look for people that you really want to work for. Look for executives, CEOs, people that you admire and you would love to be the right-hand person of and pitch yourself as a chief of staff. You know, you don't have to necessarily always have to apply through a job posting. I've seen several chiefs of staff candidates who have reached out to companies that they really want to work at and say, hey, I'm here to do anything and everything. I can be a generalist, doesn't really matter what my title is, but I just want to get in at the ground floor and help out. And that has built itself into a chief of staff role as well. And then the last one is, I always say, if you get a warm intro somewhere, that's always going to be best, right? Instead of a cold email out or a cold LinkedIn message, if you can get someone to introduce you to a principal or CEO, that's probably going to be your best bet, just because just like any other job search, a warm intro is going to go a lot further. So the last thing is, I'll plug myself and say, if you're looking for a chief of staff role, happy to help out as well. I've been talking to both candidates and clients alike and matching them up. So that's definitely a possibility as well if you're looking for a little bit of more external help with your job search. I think peer groups, Foray has a really good peer group. They have a chief of staff peer group as well as an admin peer group. And so asking people in those groups if they know of roles is pretty key. There are also chief of staff newsletters that you can subscribe to that have roles opening, things like LinkedIn, Indeed. I've seen some roles in places like built-in NYC that are, are pretty key. And then if you're within LinkedIn, turning the flag on to open to opportunities and making sure that you're including chief of staff in the keywords is pretty important. That way recruiters can find you. All right. So you applied for the job. Here's what to expect in the job interview. For a typical chief of staff interview, you'll obviously definitely talk to the CEO or the principal or whoever you'll be working with. That'll be generally a first introductory call just to make sure that you know you vibe, that you're kind of on the same wavelength, that you can understand each other, just have a general conversation. Then also, I think it's important for you to prep situations that are, again, relevant to the chief of staff role. So maybe think about times where you've worked cross-functionally with other teams. Think about a time where you had to take an initiative from the very inception all the way through to the execution. Think about a time where you maybe had a really messy problem to solve and you had to solve it on your own or try to figure out how to do it on your own. So having these kind of situational or like behavioral questions prepped ahead of time is always great. I'm also seeing many chiefs of staff do a take-home. So sometimes it's a case study, sometimes they're given some data and asked to interpret it. Again, depends on the business of the company. And so, you know, definitely prep for that. And I would say, you know, spend the time that you need on those take-homes, but you know, try to stay within the margins of the two to four hours or however much time they tell you to spend on it. And and you can always practice those as well. And then the last point is when you are interviewing for a chief of staff role, 
it's so important to remember that you are interviewing the company and the principal as much as they are interviewing you. So I think it's super, super important to remember, okay, sure, you want to achieve a staff role and that is great, but don't push the principal that you're working with because that is going to really determine the outcome of the things that you get to work on. Do you feel like you can trust this person and do you feel like this person can trust you? Do you feel like you can have an open line of communication and be very candid with this person? Do you feel like that you are going to be able to get the access you need to really grow and thrive in this role? So I would say, you know, prep those questions ahead of time as well. You can ask questions like, you know, what is the cultural value that you love the most at the company? How do you see that embodied every day? What is your working style? You know, why achieve staff now? All these different things that you can ask to really kind of make sure that you are interviewing the role as much as it is interviewing you. For me, I had to do a couple of things. I think the first thing is knowing how business works. So I was asked to do kind of exercise around key performance indicators for software. So asking me things like, what is annual recurring revenue? And if given this problem, how would you solve it? And things like that. So I had an exercise like that. And then I had to kind of drill in on how I approach hiring because that was one of the needs of the company at the time. It still remains in terms of doing a presentation around how I approach hiring processes and building interview processes and job postings and employer branding and things like that. So that was another step of my process. I think a big part of this role and the processes is learning about the needs of the CEO or whoever you're partnered with. So that has to be a pretty key part of any interview process is really getting to spend time with that person to make sure that your communication is right and that you're on the same page about expectations. My final question to Clara and Elena was whether they had any additional resources they would recommend for someone looking to become a chief of staff. Here are all their excellent recommendations. Yeah, so I run a bi-weekly newsletter called Ask a Chief of Staff. You can find me on Substack, and there I try to share resources on, you know, how to land the role, what to do once you're in it. I try to interview as many different chiefs of staff as well, so you can get a sense of all the different chiefs of staff that are at different various stages of companies. There are also a lot of communities that you can join, so I would take a look at, there's a company called Coho. C-O-H-O, that is a spinoff of OnDeck. That was the chief of staff community that I used to run. Uh, you can also check out Chief of Staff Network, Chief of Staff Roundtable. There's a couple of groups on LinkedIn as well if you just search Chief of Staff and join those. And I would say the most important thing is to don't go out of the loan. I think a lot of people think that this Chief of Staff role means that you have to shoulder all this burden on your own or that you know, you're the only one at your organization with this title so it can feel like an island of one. But there are hundreds, if not thousands of Chiefs of Staff just in the U.S. alone now that you can reach out to and Chief of Staff, I think by nature are very giving and care a lot about others just by nature of the role. And so don't go it alone. Find people to surround yourself with that can help you out with these things. You're not the first person to ever solve any of these problems. So go and turn to people who have solved them before and really utilize those communities and networks. It depends on the, the, the specialty for me. A lot of it is hiring. So if you're in the hiring field like I am, Greenhouse does a lot of really great courses, especially around diversity in hiring and how to build structured interview processes so they can scale because a lot of our needs are around scaling companies. There's another good Slack group that I'm involved in called the People Geeks group, and that's really helpful. 
Bore has good chief of staff networks and communities there, and they do in-person events. And so I think that that's a lot of it. And then reading as much as you can in terms of various business books, even just small things like Atomic Habits to get good habit building and things like that. And communication is pretty key within this role. So taking on courses like Radical Candor and, and things like that to improve soft skills. So there you have it. You now know what it takes to become a chief of staff. A big thank you to our experts, Clara Ma and Elena Walker, for taking the time to share their expertise with us. If you're interested in learning more about them or checking out any of the resources they mentioned, I've included the links in the show notes. And as always, let me know what other job titles I should cover next. What career do you want to learn about? Please leave us a note on Apple Podcasts about what jobs you want me to cover next and just generally what you think about the show. It also really helps other people discover it. 